Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Jake Javarelli, with my co-host, Cryptolissa. Blockchain John is uh, indisposed at the moment. How, how's it going, Lissa? I, it's been a long day, and it's Sunday, and tomorrow it's not getting there together, but... So. Alrighty. Well, um... Uh, just for all of you uh, out there who are listening, this content is entertainment and for entertainment purposes only. Any of the comments that we make or any ho- or guests we might have on this show is not financial advice. Just get that out of the way at the beginning here. Well, let's go ahead and get started with the top 10 daily stats and then we'll read the crypto news of the day. This is the second day of the year. The cryptocurrency market as it stands at this very moment. We have get Bitcoin is at the top where it always is. It's currently, I'm going to refresh this real quick so I can get the absolute latest numbers. Yep, they changed. You saw that. I'm already recording. $47,198.96 is where Bitcoin is as of this last second because it's probably already changed. It is currently about 6.5% down over the last week, which is unfortunate because it was going up for a bit there. And the market cap is still a little bit under $900 billion. Ethereum is in second place at about $3,800. It has also fallen about the same amount that Bitcoin has fallen in the last seven days, about 7%. And the market cap is sitting a little under half a billion or half a trillion dollars at 455. Binance Coin is currently in third place at about $530. It's also fallen about three and a half percent or roughly 3% over the last week. And it is sitting just under 100 billion at about $90 billion right now. Tether is currently at, uh, oh wait, is this, all right, never mind. Um, Tether is currently, of course, a stable coin, so it doesn't change very much. Uh, it has moved a little bit, but I'm not going to talk about that because it's not really that important since it's not supposed to change. And its current market cap is about $78 billion. Solana is in, currently in fifth place. It's also down almost 10% over the last week to $176. And its market cap is currently about 54 for $54.5 billion. Cardano is uh, in sixth place. It's also down about 6% over the last week to uh, about a buck 30, buck 40, sorry. Um, its market cap is just shy of $44 billion. USD coin is in seventh place. It is also a stable coin, so it doesn't move much. And it is its market cap of, uh, currently is about $42.5 billion. Ripple or XRP is in eighth. It has also fallen quite a bit. It's been falling a lot lately at uh, about 8% down over the last week. It is under a dollar at about 85 cents. And its market cap is just shy underneath uh, USD coin about about 41 billion. Terra is a ninth and is doing very well for itself, even though in the last week it's fallen almost 10%. It is about $90 currently. And its market cap is about $32.5 billion. And then Polkadot is currently in 10th position at the top of the market, or probably the bottom of the market. At just shy of $30, it's actually up over the last seven days by about 3%, and is at about $32 billion. And I'm going to talk a little bit, just just briefly here, about the next fifth, next five up to 15: Avalanche, Dogecoin, Shiba, uh, currently Shiba Inu, Polygon, and Crypto.com. They really haven't moved much over the last holiday we had, you know, the New Year. Um, everything's down a lot just because Bitcoin has fallen. Polkadot obviously is up, and uh, but everything else is down almost 10%. Uh, Avalanche is up a little. Well. Actually, it's down a little. Um, but Doge, Shiba Inu are falling about the same amount. Polygon is falling about half that much, and Crypto.com has fallen about 10% as well. So you can see out here on the right with the seven-day 
um, charts, with the exception of the stable coins, which of course pretty much stay stable, uh, everything's got this weird looking curve on it. It's going, going down and back up, but it hasn't really reached its previous seven day high. Now all the market's falling. And, and just as a general comment, now that crypto has been acting a little bit more like the US stock market and the general stock markets, um, December is almost always a sell month. And this is my experience, I'm not telling you this is always going to happen, it typically happens. My observation of the last 20 plus years is that December tends to be a down month. So if you're prepared for that in the future, then you can know, oh, you know, a lot of people are probably going to sell. Like I said, it doesn't always happen, but it tends to happen. Um, let me just step aside here and say that um, uh, we really appreciate the people who are watching the show. And it's something I learned really, really interestingly recently about liking and subscribing, particularly on YouTube. I not, not just that they got rid of the dislikes, but um, that uh, liking is, is, is obviously important to the algorithm for our show and for every show and for every person who presents content on YouTube and really any, any platform. Um, but I would not ask a person to like unless they truly did appreciate the content. And the same thing goes for subscribing. If you don't like what we're presenting, please don't like it. I mean, don't vote us down. We appreciate the like or, or nothing. Um, although obviously likes are no longer counted. Um, if you like our content, we appreciate the like. We truly do. Um, and if you would like to continue to see our content, then we would like to have you continue to watch our uh, involve yourself with our content and subscribe because subscribing will give you more access to more of the same content. Um, of course, if you hit the notification bell, then you know, if you don't already, when we post, we post every Wednesday and Sunday. So today is, is a Sunday. Um, but we've also been doing interviews and those are on, on Thursdays. And of course we upload those on Thursdays as well. You can also check us out on discord. We have a really thriving discord channel. A lot of people in there on a regular basis, um, a lot of interested parties and a lot of discussion going on. So if you want to check that out, it's also doing it on, on Twitter. There's a lot of interaction on Twitter. Lisa knows a lot about this as well as John. Constantly on Twitter, lots of stuff going on there, probably just as much, if not more, in some cases, than Discord. But the neat thing about being on Discord is that we reward participation with our own coin. The C3 Media Token, if you come and participate, you will receive three media, uh, C3 Media Token for participating in our Discord channel, or server, rather. And we're also selling coins now as well on our marketplace. We're also giving a lot of airdrops, and you might want to come check that out as well. We're also on Patreon. Patreon, uh, we have three different levels. We have three, five, and ten dollars. There's extra content on there's AMAs as well as uh, additional interview information, and we are doing airdrops there on our Patreon as well. And if none of that makes any sense to you at all, but you still know crypto, we do appreciate donations in Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, Basic Attention Token, or BAT as well as Ravencoin. We promote all these coins on a regular basis, so of course we don't mind having, having donations in them. We also have a new Cointree, which points to pretty much every single link that we have. You can also donate through Cointree, which is especially uh, easy and helpful for us. So we really appreciate all of our viewers and all the comments they make on a regular basis. Thank you for watching our show. From the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate you. Thank you very much. Let's get onto the news, Lissa. Heading over to Crypto Potato, we are now using their uh, news. We've got a, a, a partnership with Crypto Potato, so we are working with their content. Uh, so this week we have about, what was it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven articles. And the first one is going to be by Mandy Williams. Take it away, Alyssa.
So our first one, like you said, is by Mandy Williams. Vitalik Buterin admits, I completely miss NFTs despite through gifting DeFi. The start of a new year provides an opportunity to reflect on the past and move forward with intentions and purpose. And while other crypto personalities started 2022 with bullish predictions, Ethereum's co-founder Vitalik Buterin chose to travel back in time, revisiting some of the things he predicted over the last 10 years. He also shared what he learned and what he thinks about the subjects today. As a programmer, writer, and an active member of the cryptocurrency space since its early years, Buterin has said, written, and predicted a lot of things about the industry. Some he nailed, some he missed, and others very laughable. But for one thing, he doesn't shy away from admitting when he's wrong about his predictions. Before launching Ethereum in 2015, Buterin was bullish on Bitcoin. He even wrote an article in July 2013 explaining the internationally and censorship resistance of Bitcoin and how the leading cryptocurrency can help protect the purchasing power and wealth of citizens in countries like Iran, Argentina, China, and Africa. The Ethereum co-founder said in a Twitter thread that he visited Argentina last week and he noticed that crypto adoption was high, but stablecoin adoption was higher as businesses use USDT for their operations. Buberin then went on to reflect the negative impact of Bitcoin regulation he predicted about 10 years ago. At the time, the programmer argued that Bitcoin is resisting the government not by being clever about what legal category it's in, but rather by being technology, technologically censorship-proof. Today, Buddha believes Bitcoin's decentralization would allow it to survive in any super hostile regulatory climate, but at a cost they could not thrive. And this is a quote he said, um, quote, successful censorship resistance strategy requires a combination of technological robustness and public legitimacy. The co-founder recalled how he was briefly an apologist for POW or proof of work energy waste in 2012. However, he became excited when he learned about proof of stake as a promising alternative in 2013, and he fully bought the idea by 2014. Buterin tagged his transition as a broader intellectual evolution. Buterin also highlighted his predictions about the timeline of Ethereum uh, POS and uh, and sharding. Sharding. Oh, that word looked really weird to me. Sorry, guys. Um, sharding while admitting 
that they were wrong and laughable. He also noted that underestimating the com complexity of software development was his core underlying mistake. And you can see that in a tweet here. Next on Buterin's list was his comments of the internet of money. He still maintains that, quote, the internet of money should not cost more than five cents per transaction, unquote. And that's why Ethereum developers are working round the clock to improve the network's scalability. Buterin also recalled an article where he uh, defended altcoins in 2013 for three points. Different chains optimize different goals, costs of having many chains are low, and the need for an alternative in case the core development team is wrong. But his views about some altcoins have changed drastically. For instance, Buterin said he was optimistic about Bitcoin Cash in 2017. However, the programmer sees VCH as a failure now because of the rebellious nature of its community. And you can see a tweet there about how VCH uh, is a failure. Citing Ethereum's white paper, Vitalik Buterin noted that he predicted decentralized finance, DeFi, among other decentralized applications, but he completely missed NFTs. And you can see this tweet here that was done on January 1st of this year. Conclusively, Buterin admitted that he was, quote, thinking about politics and large-scale human organization was more naive then, unquote, adding that he made, he made a couple of early mistakes, which he corrected quickly. The programmer also noted that he had, quote, good instincts early on for avoiding the craziest parts of Bitcoin maximalist thinking, unquote. And there is a tweet there. We to the next article. Yeah. <clears throat> I just want to make a comment. I, I apologize if anyone is not getting uh, Alyssa's uh, audio. I seems it seems from my side to be a little bit quiet so Alyssa, i don't know if if you can speak up just a bit maybe we can get you better i don't know if it's just your internet but um sorry for the technical difficulties folks it uh we, we can never guarantee everyone's uh connection so um uh, i've also been reminded just uh real quickly here by someone uh that uh, i forgot to do uh the market cap so I'm going to hit the market cap right now. Here you can see the market cap hit. I'm going to refresh because it's probably changed. Um, 2.385 trillion, up a little bit. Uh, it, you notice we were talking about a lot of things were down in the last seven days. Well, in the last hour and 24 hours, it's up a bit. So a lot of things have come up just slightly, not quite 1%. But the other thing is a lot of altcoins, which aren't in the top 15, are also up as of the last 24 hours to a week. As well as if you want to, and I would suspect if you've been watching the show on a regular basis, you probably just collect those candies on a regular basis. Make sure to collect your candies from CoinGecko. This is where we get our news for the top 10. 
There are of course rewards and subscriptions and occasionally NFTs dropped in the uh, in that as well. And it appears that we are joined by our leaderless fear, uh, fearless leader. Thank you, John, for coming in. Um, we are going to move on to the next article, and that is the first day of 2022 ended green as Bitcoin reclaims a $47,000 uh, level. So despite the untypical, oh, pardon, uh, following yesterday's minor price slides, most of the cryptocurrency market is in the green today, which I would normally call the black, but this includes a slight increase from Bitcoin to above $47,000. It did just crest it as we read the news earlier. Um, and more impressive gains from Polkadot and Avalanche. Bitcoin stands, pardon me, as uh, 2021 coming to an end, Bitcoin seemed to be stuck around $47,000. But sudden price pump drove it to 485 um, reported on December 31st by this news organization. However, the landscape changed quite quickly in the following hours. Instead of charting more gains, BTC reversed its trajectory and dumped about three grand. The this accumulated into a drop in a well of $46,000, which became the lowest price tag in 11 days. I know that doesn't sound like very long, but I guess they're comparing it to the regular stock market, which would have been losing its heads if this had happened. Nevertheless, Bitcoin started to reclaim some of its lost value in the past 24 hours. The bulls added over $1,000 within this time frame, and BTC now stands well above $47,000 following a minor 24-hour increase. Consequently, the asset's market capitalization is now just under $900 billion. Actually, it's just over. Um, it's changing constantly, right? Reporting the news on something that changes so drastically is kind of funny. So, continuing on. Most larger uh, cap altcoins have mimicked Bitcoin's performance lately and in the past 24 hours, no exception. Ethereum is just slightly up on a daily scale. The second largest crypto is still able to reclaim $3,800. Binance coin is up by a point, uh, one and a half points and trading about 520. Similar gains are evident from Solana, Ripple, Terra, Dogecoin, Cardano, and Shiba Inu, who of course have been down a lot over the last week. The best two performers uh, on larger cap, alt caps rather, Rest yesterday are Polkadot and Avalanche. Dot uh, increased nearly 6%, stands at almost 30, while AVAX has jumped about 5.5 and sits at about 116. Uh, more gains come from Ravain at 17%, Harmony at 12%, ICP, that's Internet Computer, at 12%, Curve Dow Token at 11%, uh, uh, Urine Finance or Wi Fi at 10%, and Phantom at also 10%. The crypto market by cap is hovering around 40 billion in a day, uh, approximately 2.25 trillion. It's actually slightly higher than that now, but we read that earlier. In any case, this is kind of, I love these little charts that show this visualization of how things are doing. It's actually very helpful to get a really clear picture very quickly. I mean, you don't even have necessarily have to read these things. You just know that green is good and darker green is better and pink is bad. And if it's dark pink or dark red, it's much worse. These are very helpful. I know that uh, Dynamo actually has one of these on their page to show kind of the top 20 coins. Um, that was really quick. John, uh, would you like to join us in reading some news? Sure. What do you got? All right. Where so, are we at? Um, I don't know. I'm not streaming to you guys, but we're looking at uh, the article called Two More Countries Will Adopt Bitcoin in 2022, says Nayib Bukele, the uh, let's El Salvadorian see president. On Decrypt? Yeah, I know it's on Crypto Potato. Okay, here we go. Crypto Potato, give me a second here. Yeah. It's the uh, one, two, three, four, fifth, fifth article down, I think. 
unless it's changed. Two more, two more countries. Yeah, two more countries. Got it. <clears throat> All right. Written by Jordan Lianchev. Naive Bukele, who made history last year by becoming the first president to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender, believes two more countries will follow this example in 2022. Additionally, he predicted a price tag of $100,000 for the primary cryptocurrency. <clears throat> it's, it's safe to say that El Salvador is the most open country in terms of BTC adoption as it voted for the asset to become legal tender in 2021. Uh, following the his historic move, the nation and its pro-Bitcoin president have continued to outline BTC merits, accumulate more during price dips, and use the proceeds to build schools and hospitals. Despite the enhanced, uh, the, the enhanced criticism from traditional finance organizations such as the Bank of England and the IMF, Bukele has not backed down. Just the opposite. He and numerous proponents of the cryptocurrency outlined intentions to build a Bitcoin city, city in El Salvador. One of the predictions that he listed today for Bitcoin in 2022 includes that the city construction will commence this year. He also believes that two more nations will follow El Salvador's path and adopt BTC as legal tender. Bukele outlined a possible massive surprise at the annual Bitcoin conference. Interest, interestingly, the 2021 edition brought such a surprise as El Salvador announced its plans to adopt BTC during that event. Bukele sees Bitcoin becoming a major electoral issue in the U.S. election this year. As the world's most powerful economy continues to dabble with how much, uh, with how to approach BTC and the entire crypto industry. In terms of price action, El Salvador's leader said Bitcoin will finally go, go into six-digit territory by touching $100,000. And here's a tweet from, I didn't even know he had Twitter, uh, <laughs> Naib Bukele. Yep, he's, uh, he's kind of that, trying to portray the, the uh, popular guy, even though he's still a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Look at me, I'm so awesome. Look at look at my backwards yeah. hat up in my, in my avatar picture. I'm so cool. It's like, white dude, if you own so much Bitcoin and so much cryptocurrency, why don't you have a, a BAYC? Right. Yeah, that's a little avatar from from his metaverse. I'm assuming, right? Probably. Hmm. Anyways, he could easily afford it. Not like a, I still wonder if that money that is he's purchased for the company or you know the the country has purchased isn't just his private store. So, continuing on with the news, uh, Lissa, would you like to go with the Israel? article yes um israel reportedly seized eight hundred and forty thousand dollars in cryptocurrencies from a company linked to hamas and the author is jordan how do you pronounce it john lanchev 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 israel's authorities continue their efforts in order to clamp down on individuals and companies supposedly related to funding terrorism. In the latest example, they seized just over $800,000 in digital assets from such a firm. According to a recent local report, 
Defense Minister Benny Grant has signed the order for the seizure. The coverage indicated that the total amount was uh, NIS 2.6 million, uh, which was approximately worth $840,000 in undisclosed crypto assets. The funds were reportedly connected to the L. Methadone. Exchange, which belonged to the uh, Malak family. Some resources claim that the latter has deep connections to Hamas in Gaza. This is the second similar seizure of cryptocurrencies in the past few months after grants oversaw the confiscation of 150 digital wallets, also belonging to uh, Al Mathadon. Unnamed sources reportedly said that the company had enhanced its operations following the assassination of Hamad Ahmed Kundari, Kundari, also charged for funding terrorism. And the uh, aforementioned funds on their way to Hamas. Quote, we will continue to pursue terrorist funds. The blow to Hamas and the terrorist organization's ability to circumvent the traditional paths for transferring funds through the digital currency is an important tool in the developing security system, commented again. Previously, Israel's authority for combating terror financing and money laundering said it plans to impose new regulations on some digital financial products, including cryptocurrencies. It aims to diminish the use of crypto in criminal activities and terrorist funding. It's good to see that uh, mm -hmm. they're seizing. I mean, it's, it's obviously the U.S. government, the FBI, has taken you know, upon themselves to seize money from uh, Silk Road. That was a while ago. They've done it again since with other activities. It's good to crack down on these things, and I'm glad that Israel's doing this. So we didn't have any more news in uh, that was in the same time period, but there's some previous news. I was going to hit on Eminem uh, here with, and then 10 most influential crypto people of 2021, as well as Cardano founder uh, article. So these three articles, I'm going to read the Eminem one here by George uh, Georgiev. So Eminem, Eminem buys a bored ape NFT for almost half a million dollars. The hip hop megastar Marshall Mathers. Who calls him that, right? Uh, better known for his stage name, Eminem, uh, has become the latest super celebrity to purchase a bored ape NFT. And here's the visual on your screen. The guy doesn't even have his eyes open. <laughs> As a Crypto Potato reported earlier, NFTs from uh, the Bored Ape Yacht Club, BAYC, collection have seen their floor price increase by 35%, well, uh, while that of other popular collections decreased in turn. Part of the reason for this might be the fact that many super celebrities, such as Steph Curry, have jumped on board and bought Bored Ape 
for their Twitter profile pictures. Now, the latest to join the hype is none other than hip-hop legend and megastar Eminem. The Oscar winner paid 120, uh, what, what, 12,345, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, ETH <laughs> for the Bored Ape 90.55, which the community has already called the Eminape. The Eminape. Yes, I said that out loud. The Twitter user who sold the Eminape to Eminem, uh, carrying the twiddle, Twitter handle uh, Gigaza, thanks the artist. I'm living in a simulation. Thank you, Eminem, for buying my ape and joining the club. Madness. Let me write a lyric for your next single, he said. Great. It's a very short article. But, yeah, so Eminem, the Eminape. <laughs> we got to use this for the, for the visual for this, for this show. <laughs> um, John, you want to get that 10 most? Yeah, I can do that. Sure. Okay. All right. Let's see. Here we go. 10 most influential crypto people of 2021 written by Mandy, Mandy Williams. 2021 was indeed an eventful year for the cryptocurrency industry. Many milestones were achieved within the last 12 months. We saw an influx of institution investors adopting crypto assets, especially Bitcoin, as a hedge against inflation. Non-fungible tokens, NFTs, became a thing for celebrities and retail investors with billions of dollars traded in exchanges for different digital collectibles. While the landmark growth of the industry was championed by different players, including retail and institutional investors, as well as blockchain developers, certain individuals were most instrumental in fostering the widespread adoption of cryptocurrencies in 2021. To wrap up the year, Crypto Potato has curated a list of the top 10 most influential people in the crypto space for their wonderful contributions to the growth of the industry. It's important to note that this list doesn't intend to rank anyone by means of contribution or anything else. Okay, the first one here is Samuel Bankman-Fried, founder and CEO of FTX Exchange. Sam Bankman-Fried has made fierce contributions to the cryptoverse. He is one of the pioneers of the loving marriage between crypto and sports in the United States. His exchange, FTX, inked a long-term partnership with American professional basketball team Miami Heat, which he saw the club rename its stadium to FTX Arena, and different types of crypto-related commercials displayed on the pitch screens during games. FTX also became the official cryptocurrency exchange and Major League Baseball, giving crypto another major push towards mainstream awareness. According to Forbes ranking, Bankman-Fried became the world's richest 29-year-old billionaire with a net worth of $22.5 billion. His achievement as the richest young billionaire in the world came after FTX raised $450 million, putting the company's valuation at an estimated twenty. $5 billion. Wow. Number two, Michael Saylor, CEO of MicroStrategy. Michael Saylor was one of the key players in the crypto industry in 2021 after he led his company, MicroStrategy, into buying Bitcoin for the first time in August 2020. The billionaire became one of the pioneers of the institution adopting the crypto asset. 
Sailor promoted Bitcoin throughout the year of his personal Twitter account and even displayed his fate in the asset by revealing that he personally owns 17,732 BTC worth over $832 million at the time of writing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I just want one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from Sailor's personal stash, MicroStrategy has never missed an opportunity to buy Bitcoin dips since its first purchase. Currently, the prominent business analytics platforms holds 124,000 392 BTC worth $5.8 billion, making it the number one public company with the biggest Bitcoin portfolio. Wow. Yep. Number three, Board Ape Yacht Club, pseudonymous developer. Hmm. Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs. Actually, uh, aside from the massive interest in fungible assets such as Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, and Shiba Inu, the industry also experienced a massive surge in non-fungible tokens' popularity in 2021. While the critics were still thinking NFTs were a joke, BAYC's pseudonymous developers showed the world that the asset class is worth more than a fortune. There are 10,000 BAYC NFT collections, and the cheapest amount that a trader can obtain one uh, of, of, of the collection is 52 ETH or $194,000. To date, Board Ape number 2087 remains the most expensive BAYC that has ever been sold, which went uh, for a whopping 769 ETH or $2.9 million. And according to the NFT's streets, the item has been sold twice in the last five months. All right, next person, Trung, Trung Nguyen, uh, CEO of Sky Mavis and developer of Axie Infinities. 2021 was indeed a great year for the play-to-earn gaming, thanks to the massive success recorded by the popular blockchain gaming project Axie Infinity. Despite not being a fan of blockchain in 2017, Trung Nguyen, went on to develop one of the most disruptive P2E games that gained traction in 2021. The popularity around it saw the value as its native token AXS moves from $0.04 cents to $95, $95 while within the last 12 months. Wow. Yep, $0.40, cents, that's a huge jump. <laughs> that's a huge jump, yeah. Uh, Quinn's Sky Mavis has also attracted investments from notable investors this year, including the $150 million Series B funding round led by the American venture capital firm Andreessen Horowitz from A16Z. Wow. Okay, next person, we have Antoli Yakovenko, founder of Solana. Solana is no doubt one of the most successful blockchain projects in 2021, and it happened because of the commitment of the team led by Anatoly Yankovenko. Solana became the home for decentralized applications, DAP, developers, following the massive network congestion that troubled Ethereum. The widespread adoption of Solana contributed to its increase in its native token sold, and its investment of $1,000 in, in the token in January 2021 was worth $138,000 in September 2021. Wow. Uh, according to DeFi Llama, uh, the total value locked on Solana is currently 
at $11.41 billion. But Yankovenko believes that he is only that it is only the beginning. In a recent exclusive interview with Crypto Potato, the Solana founder noted that the network will experience tremendous growth in all ramifications, including scalability over the next five years. Okay. Next one, we have Senator Cynthia Loomis. Even politicians were bullish on crypto in 2021. Throughout 2021, Senator Cynthia Loomis, who is currently representing Wyoming in the United States House of Senate, did not cease to advocate the Bitcoin's mainstream adoption at, at, at every slightest opportunity she gets. The Republican senator for Wyoming was a long-term Bitcoin proponent even before her election into the Senate in November 2021. For a report in October, Loomis increased her Bitcoin portfolio by uh, between $50,000 and $100,000. The senator has always aired her support for the crypto asset while preparing to counter negative remarks made by politicians within the country. Last month, Loomis responded to comments made by former S Secretary of State Hillary Clinton calling on U.S. Uh, financial authorities to embrace the technology instead of fighting against it. All right. Next person we have is Bobby Ong. Bobby Ong was one of the most, actually, he's the co-founder and COO of CoinGecko. Yay. Bobby Ong was one of the most influential people in in the crypto space in 2021. Ong co-founder the popular cryptocurrency data aggregator platform CoinGecko in 2014, and the site has experienced major success since then. From starting as the two-man operating consisting of Ong and co-founder TM Lee, CoinGecko grew to a team of 16 full-time employees in 2020, and the number increased by 54% in 2021. And Gecko is currently one of the most reliable cryptocurrency aggregator platforms for traders, tracking more than 12,000 assets and over 530 exchanges. Speaking to Crypto Potato in an exclusive interview, Ong noted that the company's goal is to drive mainstream adoption for cryptocurrencies. Quote, 10 years from now, we foresee cryptocurrencies gaining mainstream adoption and blockchain being used by many applications in the background without Users even realizing it, he said. And he has a point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Say, next. Part, 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 of his, part of his success is due to us because we've been promoting it. <laughs> yeah. On Gecko every day. Yeah. Every, every, it's twice a, a week. <laughs> twice a week, we've been promoting it for quite some time. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. Next person we have is Chang Peng Zhao. Of course, he's got to be on this list. CZ, founder uh, and CEO of Binance. Chang Peng Zhao, CZ, needs no introduction, and his role in the cryptocurrency industry cannot be overemphasized. He has been instrumental in different aspects of the market, from providing funding for new startups to offering users a reliable platform for trading more than 700 crypto pairs. Chase Guo, Finance Investor Director, noted in an interview this December that the exchange's VC unit, Finance Labs, has incubated over 100 cryptocurrency projects and more than 25 countries since 2018. Despite regulators from various parts of the world coming hard at the exchange over operating an unregistered crypto asset trading platform, TZ has tried to keep Binance aw away from getting sanctioned. 
Binance scored major points earlier this month when it acquired an 18% stake in private securities exchange HGX, while also receiving regulatory approval from authorities in Canada and Bahrain. All right. Next news, or sorry, next next person, <laughs> uh, Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami. And he's been all over the news in 2021. Francis, Suar uh, Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami, has been one of the major players promoting the widespread adoption of Bitcoin. Suarez turned Miami into a crypto-friendly city and established several initiatives in a bid to get more people to adopt the world's largest cryptocurrency. After converting a percentage of Miami's treasury reserves to Bitcoin in February, Suarez became the first U.S. politician to get paid in BTC. The Bitcoin-loving mayor also disclosed in, 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 in an interview last month that some Miami residents will, <clears throat> will be given free Bitcoin, further granting U.S. citizens more exposure to the asset class. Mm -mm -mm. Nice. Yep, he's doing a good job, even though I'm not particularly fond of him. Nor the last guy on the list. <laughs> we should, what, what about in California, man? You think, you think our governor can do that? I think he can. I don't think he will. He never will. Yeah. Uh, wah, wah, wah. All right, next person, Naib Bukele, president of El Salvador. Cool guy. Naib Bukele inked his name in indelibly? Indelibly. Indelibly. Into the pages of the world history when he made El Salvador the first country to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. But President Bukele's bullish move did not end there. The country has been on a Bitcoin buying spree, increasing its BTC reserves at the slightest opportunity. Aside from buying 20 Bitcoin schools, buildings, excuse me, aside from building 20 Bitcoin schools and a mining facility in El Salvador, the president has promised that the country will also build a city that will be powered by the world's largest cryptocurrency. Yep. That was a short one. Yeah, very, yeah. very bullish on BTC. I wish I wish him I wish him the best for the people of El Salvador. Yeah, yeah. Even if it, it's not all on the up and up, I sincerely hope that the people of El Salvador can prosper on this. All right, the last article we're going to do today is for Alyssa. Dono founder Carl Hoskinson. Argues regulators will clamp down on NFTs in 2022, and this is written by George. George. Yeah, I cannot pronounce that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Charles Ho Hoskinson, the founder of Cardano, one of the world's leading blockchain projects, laid out some thoughts. On the last day of 2021, yesterday he went live on an hour-long YouTube video talking about the past, the present, and the future of Cardano, the industry as a whole. One of the things that Hoskinson's mentioned in the video is that 2022 will probably be one of the best years for the industry and for Cardano specifically. He also outlined 
that the market grew too quickly and that, quote, we're going to digest as an industry the consequences for better or worse of becoming big so quickly, end quote. Among some of the predictions he made in the video, he also said that, quote, we're probably going to have a resolution on the Ripple case, unquote, while also outlining that at this point, Ripple looks like they're going to win. Hoskinson said that going in 2022 and beyond, we're likely to see a lot of regulatory involvement in the industry, specifically clamping down on DeFi and non-fungible tokens or NFTs. He gave an example of what happened to initial coin offerings or ICOs and how regulators took an aim at them in 2018 and 2019. And that's a short little article. Yeah, yeah they're, they're mostly short, it seems, with the exception of the one that John just got done with. But yeah, it's, it's not supposed to be long. Sundays are often short, it's not a lot of news. People don't tend to write a lot on the weekends unless it's, you know, some famous celebrity passing away. Uh, I think you guys already know about that, but um, <laughs> uh, in any case, um, I I just wanted to say that that uh, it's interesting to see celebrities getting into like Eminem's board Ape Yacht Club purchase. Um, it seems like a minor thing, uh, but Israel, you know, clamping down and uh, picking up uh, illicit activities, and of course a lot more about uh, Nayib Bukele and both being an influencer as well as him talking about more things in the news. So uh, not a lot going on. And uh, thank you, John, for joining us at the last, uh, toward the end here. Uh, we don't have a lot more to say. I just want to make a note again, as I said before earlier in the show, that we really appreciate you guys listening and, and watching and, and participating, uh, not only with our Discord channel, but on uh, Crypto Twitter uh, with all the live spaces that John and Lisa are doing, but also in Discord and all of your donations. We're also, um, John, do you want to talk about the t-shirt thing, or is that not something we want to talk about right now? Nope. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Well, we appreciate everyone uh, from having uh, been on the sh uh, listening to us today. Thank you all for joining us. And remember, we're, all, we're here uh, doing our podcast on Wednesdays and Sundays and uh, interviews on Thursdays most of the time when we actually have them going. Uh, you can catch us on, like I said, t uh, Twitter or Discord uh, and or Patreon, or if you'd like to donate through any of the aforementioned coins, we accept a good chunk of them. As John likes to say, and is very important to remember, stack sats and hodl in 2022. Adios. <laughs>